Good morning, everybody. Ricardo Rosales here with the truth behind success. Starting early this morning, got my routine going on, got up very early, hit the gym upstairs in my own house. It's how I do it. That way, um, I don't have any excuses on why not go to the gym. Um, years ago, I was paying for a gym membership, and um, at the beginning, everything was nice and gravy. I would go to the gym, exercise, you know. Uh, network, talk to some people or whatever, but as the time went by, I started noticing that I was dropping on on going to the gym, and one day I said, look, if I want to exercise and I want to have really no excuses, I got to put it in my house, that way there's no reasons why I wouldn't go and exercise, um, I have to pretty much force myself, so that was one way to combat my auto-sabotage of not going to the gym. Now I'm I'm exercising once a day and sometimes twice a day, but for the most part it's just once a day. And um, I try to do it in the morning. And when I do it in the morning, I feel all pumped up and wired up and ready to go, uh, regardless of what situation I am on or what adversities I might be facing at the time. You know, going to the gym helps me get the blood going and get my endorphins, you know, all pumped up, and it gets me the right way to start the day. And, you know, I went and, and exercised and I came down to the home studio, which is basically consists of a computer and a microphone and a headset, basically. And now we're doing our podcast. You know, this is the truth behind success where I tell you the truth. I don't sugarcoat it. It's, it's basically a spinoff of RenovatingRichesRadio.com, which is our, our podcast that we host where we interview other people. But some people were actually approaching me and said that they actually wanted to see, uh, hear more of what I had to say personally, more than what, you know, some of the people that we invited to the podcast will have to say. And, and I said, you know what, why don't we do a 10, 20 minute podcast where I can connect with you directly and basically lay it out as I see it. And, um, you know, I wanted to talk about a subject today, which is small mistakes can cost you high dollars. And basically last month... I started I started playing with my sprinklers. I was trying to set up a second timer for the sprinklers to go off at a at a certain time because I noticed that my my grass and some of my plants were not getting uh, as much water as needed and you know they were starting to get, you know, all ugly and yellow and you know look like they were dying or whatever. So I started messing with the settings or adjusting the settings I would say. And I thought I had done it right. And um, I started letting them run. And one day, one of my friends comes over to the house and he's like, man, I got here about an hour and a half ago and the sprinklers were on and I'm about to leave and the sprinklers are still on. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, man. And look, there's all that water on the streets and, you know, in front of your house. You got to check your settings, man. And I was like, yeah, I just did that a month ago. And I was just trying to get two different timings for watering our yard. And he said, well, go ahead and check it because that water bill is going to be quite expensive. And I said, okay, I will. So I went and looked at it and everything seemed normal until I got the water bill. Usually, usually I pay 200 bucks a month for water. We have a big house and there's three adults and one children here. So, um, you know, and during the summertime with the sprinklers running and all that, it goes to about 200. It usually it's not that much during the, the winter and spring and the other months. But in summertime, we spend around two to 50 a month. And sure enough, I got my water bill and it was about a thousand dollars. And I actually got a nice letter from the county saying that I was abusing the water and all of this and all of that and I was like man 
that was a costly mistake. I should have paid attention sooner to what my friend was telling me on, and which I did, but you know, I didn't realize that the water bill was so high. And the reason I bring this up is because sometimes we go through life and even though we think we're paying attention to the small things, those are the ones that actually make a huge impact in the way we live and the way we do things, the way we run our businesses, the way we run our lives. And something as easy as exercising in the morning will actually buy you a lot of health in the future. Eating clean will also buy you a lot of health in the future. I used to be that guy that I went to restaurants for lunch, dinner. I mean, I thought I was living the life and I didn't know I was actually creating a bigger problem for me in the future. Luckily, I've never been sick or diagnosed with anything crazy other than getting overweight. And once you pack in extra 40, 50 pounds of fat, to get rid of it is a little harder. So I highly encourage you to start watching the small things that you eat on a daily basis. That way you don't start packing that extra weight. And to be successful, you got to be successful all the way around. It's the way I see it is at least in my opinion, that doesn't mean I'm right. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. It's just my humble opinion. And, you know, for a long time, I thought that I was a hustler and I had to go all in and I had to work all kinds of crazy hours during the day and the night and the weekends. And, and it works for, for, for the majority of the, for a good portion of it. But you also have to dedicate time to yourself, to your family, to your children, to your wife, to your husband, to your mother, your father, your parents, your uncles, to whoever it is that you actually love and care for uh, because you got to have a balance in your life and i'm not saying don't go and you know go all in or whatever but go all in during the time that you're actively working so if your schedule is like my schedule is pretty much seven to seven something like that i make sure at eight or nine i'm paying attention to my children now I'm not as close to the phone as I used to be. Um, I actually put the phone down and, and I try to pay more attention to my son. I try to go do some drawings with him. I try to pay more attention to my wife and understand how the day went and the challenges she had to face with the children. And, and that's just to have a balanced life. Because if you just go work, 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 then guess what? you're not going to have a life. You're not going to, why are you working so hard for? Yeah, I understand some of you are trying to not go back to what it used to be when you were poor or whatever. And some of the ones that are poor are probably happier than some of the ones that are rich in money because they get to enjoy other things that people that are constantly chasing um, money are not enjoying. So having a balanced life. And, you know, the reason I say this is um, when I, when I first joined the Navy back in 2001, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, number one. Number two, I was looking for a way out to find myself and actually a way out, you know, out of the life that I had prior to when I was in Miami and in Venezuela, where I was just pretty much a party animal. And I wanted to find responsibility. I wanted to find something new to learn. I wanted to grow as a person. And when I joined the Navy, I didn't realize that you pretty much sign your life to it and you do what they say. You jump when they say you do. You literally have no time for your family. And for about four years, actually for about a year, well, when I was in it, uh, the first year was fairly simple because it consisted of going to boot camp, which was one of the major challenges I had to face. Um, I was older because I was about 21 years old and most of the kids were 18 because they 
basically the way it works is they get out of high school, they graduate high school, and they either go to college or join the military. True enough, I find myself with all the kids that just graduated high school in the same um, class. And it was a challenge because um, boot camp is nothing but a lifetime, a lifestyle change. What do I mean by that? You start getting up early in the morning, you start eating different, you start behaving different, um, you start following instructions, which boot camp is all about teaching people on how to follow instructions and seeing if the sailor can follow instructions. If you can follow instructions, then you won't make it. And the instructions are so simple. Uh, it's like folding your clothes. Uh, how do you put your rack together uh, or your bunk or your bed bunk or whatever you want to call it? We call it the rack. Um, how do you fold your clothes in a certain way to where they all fit the same way. That way they're easier to inspect for the inspectors and, and the people that they call it like in the Marines or the Army, the drill sergeants. And how do you do all those things to the teeth? That way the Navy can ensure that you can follow instructions. And to me, that was a huge challenge because I was not a good instruction follower. I mean, I was just doing it my way and that was it. And... As I started learning how to follow these instructions, I realized that it was easier than what people said. Also, can you tolerate being up long hours? And I don't want to get too much into how they do things in boot camp, but I want to tell you what I saw in order for me to to change my lifestyle. And what they do is, number one, you get up very early in the morning. Usually it's 4.30 or 5 in the morning. Then you hit the showers real quick, the, the head, we call it the restroom. You know, you brush your teeth, you get ready, you share your sink with another sailor in order to save time, water, the whole nine yards, and, and, and be ready quicker. Then you get dressed up and you go for your first inspection, which is, have you made your bunk? or your rack, have you fold your, your clothes like you're supposed to. So everything needs to be nice and neat before you get out of there um, for your first exercise, which is usually PT, personal training, or you're going to go walk somewhere because you walk everywhere when you're in boot camp. Um, for the most part, it's exercising, getting ready you for, you know, for that test of uh, physical test that you got to uh, do. So, you know, you get up early, then you go share your sink with a friend or a sailor, and then you get, you know, you get reviewed and, and, and make sure that you folded everything nice and neat and quickly. And if you didn't, they will just toss everything on the floor and, you know, you'll be in troubles, basically. You were not going to be on, on the good side of, of that uh, instructor. And then you go, you go out and continue throughout the day. But you walk a lot and you got to pay, you got to pay attention to those small details. And once you pay attention to the small details, then they start giving you bigger problems to solve. One of them is learning about the Navy and doing different cadence and, you know, how do you walk and how do you march and maybe putting new types of ways of marching with different cadence. Cadence is basically the song that we sing when you're marching. Um, that way you can, you know, you not only grow as a person, but you grow as a group on your patrol and you're able to work as a well-oiled engine, basically, you know, engine machine where everybody's doing their portion. So, that can only be done if you pay attention to the small things. I didn't pay attention to the sprinkler issue as much as I should have. I should have done a little bit more research into it. I would have never had to pay $1,000 on my water bill and get a letter from the county, basically. This is a lesson I learned many years ago when I was in the Navy. I'm, I'm talking about, I don't know, 15, 18 years ago or so uh, when I first joined. But 
at the same time, graduating boot camp was one of my, my biggest success because even though I used to be an athlete when I was younger, I was an athlete for speed and, and certain things, but not for endurance. I was never a marathon you know, runner. I was never the guy that would run all day long like, like Forrest Gump or whatever. No, I was that guy that will have a quick sprint and boom, I'll be, I'll be winning. Uh, in, in boot camp, you have to be a marathon runner. You have to like endure the process, endure the pain. You have to walk for long hours, you know, run for a lot. When you have battle stations, which is a 24-hour exercise, you really get put to the test. And um, I remember I was probably the last guy that made it in battle stations. I barely made it. I barely cut the hour, but I was getting ready to fall behind on track and it was because that support and motivation that I got from the other sailors that were in my same team that I was able to make it and to me graduating boot camp was one of my biggest achievements in in my life and then going on to a school uh, where I started to be a, a diesel mechanic but we'll get that on onto that story later on anyways the truth behind success paying attention to the small things will make big different impacts in in your life not only um early on but later on in life and being able to endure the marathon i guess we're all in a marathon we, we life is a marathon and, and it, we just need to be able to endure it and take the punches as we go and understand the messages that the universe is sending us so we can adapt and be better um with all being said the truth behind success ricardo rosales thank you so much for listening you have a great day bye